If you plan to add Northern Ireland to your itinerary, today's guest is going to give you a dozen reasons to make sure you spend plenty of time in Mid-Ulster. podcast is brought to you by my book, Planning the Ireland Vacation of Your Dreams, a step-by-step guide to plan your own magical trip to Ireland. This book answers the questions, when is the best time to visit, how much money do I need for an Ireland vacation, what do I pack, where do I stay, and what should I see, and plenty of other questions you haven't thought of. You can find Planning the Ireland Vacation of Your Dreams on Amazon, available in print and on Kindle. Hi, everyone, and thanks so much for joining me here on the Traveling in Ireland podcast. Today, I am back with Jamesy McCloy. Now, Jamesy lives in Northern Ireland, and we're going to talk a little bit about his very special region of Ireland that a lot of tourists don't often detour through. So, Jamesy, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Julie. It's great to be asked. Brilliant. So... I have had the great pleasure of actually being in your area of Mid-Ulster, which is kind of the heart of Northern Ireland. Uh, We spent two weeks in that area just off of Loch last summer in June. And to be honest, it was an area that I didn't know a lot about, but it's so beautiful and so open and it kind of has that bucolic country open feel to it. So can you tell us a little bit about where you're located and what you have to offer to visitors to Northern Ireland? Yeah, um, thank you. Yes, we are based in the middle of Ulster, mid-Ulster, and where I'm at, we're high up in the Spurn Mountains. Um, so we, where we're situated, we're kind of looking out across Northern Ireland. Um, we can see Loch Ness, surrounding Main Mountain, Slemish, where St. Patrick would have shepherded, uh, Black Mountain in Belfast, the Mourne Mountains in, in County Down, and uh, Slade Gallion. So where we're at, we're at a really high point that we can see right across Northern Ireland, and it's, it's beautiful. It, it really is such a beautiful area, and it's a place because when people think of Northern Ireland, they think of Belfast and they think of that Causeway Coast, but they yep. don't often drop south of that into the more rural areas. And there's a lot, there's a lot on offer in that in that spot. And you would maybe know that a little better than most because you have. A, a beautiful country house. So you you have a self-catering property for visitors to come through. And I'm sure that you do a lot of recommendations when people stay there. Yep, for sure. Um, the Giants Causeway and the Titanic Belfast, the, them big things that's, that's been there a long time, they're great to see. Um, but there's so much more happening. There's just so much more um, really old Ireland type experiences that really get under the skin in a positive way. Like 
where you can get really up and close and, and reconnect with nature and really feel what Ireland's like from 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 another standpoint rather than the the, the more commonly known attractions. Um, where we're at in the Spurns, it's a very it's a very spiritual type of a place because it's there's a lot of parts of it is totally untouched. The way it looks today is the way it would have looked 500 years ago, a uh, thousand years ago. It's just it's moss land and heather and heights and valleys and it's just been untouched and it's beautiful. It, it is an absolutely beautiful area. So when people are staying at Glenshane Country House, which is the country house that your family owns, they're actually staying in the heart of a, a farm. Yes, that's correct. Um, the the South Catering home we have, it's it's five star. It's um, it's situated beside my farmhouse and near my parents' house. And they are, yep, tucked away in the center of our farm. So it's very private. And it's, again, situated in a way where the site is, when you pull back the curtains in the morning, you're basically taking in a, a massive part of Northern Ireland. You can see so far across, like the Mourne Mountains and Loch May and Slamish, as we've talked about there. So it's, uh, it's really, it's a really peaceful place. And again, a chance to to see parts of uh, parts of Ireland that has never been touched. So, when you created this idea for the country house, it's it's a little bit more than maybe a lot of people are thinking of when they think of renting a cottage in Ireland because this it looks like it's purpose built. I mean, this is not. This is not grandma and grandpa's cottage that you've decided to rent out. You've got a beautiful open plan kitchen and big, gorgeous bedrooms. So what made you decide that this was maybe the, the way you wanted to interact with people coming to Ireland? What, what brought on the idea of, of the country house? The country house. Well, I suppose we owned the house and uh, it was a family home and we didn't really want to rent the house, to be honest. We kind of, because it is a family home and it's within the farm, um, my wife has uh, relatives in America and we would have been out in America visiting them and times they would have said, you know, welcome home and they're sort of staying here and there in different places. And that probably was a starting point for where the idea might have sort of grew quicker from. Um, and as soon as we decided that we would go down that route and you use the house in that way, it just snowballed. Um, we furnished the house as best we could, as higher standards we could, um, so that all the amenities are there that's needed. But at the same time, it's it's where it's situated and where it's at. It's it's, it's very close to nature, and you can you know, you step outside and it's you can see the farm and it's. It kind of it kind of started from there, just that that idea of of wanting to welcome international guests to 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 the farm. That's that's where it started, and we've loved it. We've loved it since. It's, it's been fantastic. We've met some fantastic people from around the world, and it's been it's been great. We love it. And where you're located, as we mentioned, it's kind of that heart of Northern Ireland. So it's really easy to day trip from to not only see those kind of the the big popular sites in the north the giants causeway uh the city of Derry and its beautiful walls even over to belfast 
but there's so much more that people can do just, I mean, almost down the mountain and out the door. What do yeah. you recommend people uh, make sure that they're doing that's a little bit more local to you than those, those big sites? Yeah, well, where we're situated within, within Northern Ireland, we're 55 minutes from the Giants Causeway, if you wanted to see that. We're 40 minutes from Derry, the Derry Walls, 45 minutes. We're 50 minutes from the Titanic in Belfast. So that's the type of distance you're talking to get to see them sort of things. So it's, it's not like you're making a decision if you go to them, you can't go to the other things. It's We are so central. Um, more on our doorstep, there is so much happening. It's, it's, and a lot of the businesses that are that are moving now and advertise now are all very new. Um, it's, there's just so many. We've got the Seamus Heaney Home Place. It's 15 minutes from here. Uh, worldwide known poet. Um, at school, I would have knew of him. We would have learned uh, within our English classes you know, about him. But now, as, a, as having left school as an adult, going to see what he does and what he did, it's just so touching. The, even his poems about the old Ireland and his grandfather and digging turf and different things. It's just, it's, it is a really special place to visit. There's a, a young girl down the road, Brona, runs a bakehouse. She does like a bakery class for, for international visitors. You can, she'll show you how, and uh, you actually do it with her. You bake scones and do things like the way her grandmother would have taught her when she was small, like cooking scones in the griddle. Uh, Loch Ness stories, self-generation fisherman, uh, husband and wife. They take you out in Loch Ness and tell you stories about um, fishing through the years and, and how it's changed and what they do and there's just there's so many things so many things um, and you even, have beautiful country houses through there too that people don't think about there are some beautiful beautiful old sites like that there is there is um, even on in our own area there's different there's different types of, of accommodation depending on what you're after we've got um, there's like small stone cottages and then you've got like more like your glamping type pods up that's up in the mountain so it's there's something to cater for for everyone the, the hotel and maharaj only a few miles away um it's a great base as well there's there's just so many different layers to depend what the person wants to do mm -hmm. um that's what i like about the variety of experiences that there's that is within uh northern ireland and mid ulster um They've got different, they tap into different senses and emotions. Like uh, you have the like of the fishermen that take, you know, the like the Loch Ness stories that takes you out on the water. You've got the like of uh, Embrace Tours, uh, a, a local fella, Q McCloy there, would take you out and talks about the stone circles and sort of the the more ancient type, the giants and fairies type stories and like there's just so many different different things going on there's a new observatory up in Daba forest dark skies fantastic place as well uh, it's just it's packed packed with so many different things that isn't it, it, when you're here you can see so many just depend on what you're interested in well and when i talk to people about visiting northern ireland so many people want to kind of tag it on to their their full Ireland itinerary and, and give it yes. a day or two and you know because because the you know Belfast and the Giants Causeway are so forefront in people's minds they don't realize that I mean a minimum of a week it, it should be its own vacation really 
there's you could easily spend I, I love here and I could easily spend a week uh venturing around the, the different things around here. There's so many there's so many attractions that are advertised, but there's also so many hidden gems. There's so many small wee knick-knacky areas that and, and parts to see that no one even knows about, um, other than locals. And and it's great that, that a lot of the locals are trying to get that out there and, and, and let it be more more seen that, that you know what the possibilities could be. Um but there's there's loads of stuff. There's absolutely so much stuff. Even from your food and drinks side of things, there's the Ponderosa that's two minutes from me here. It's the highest pub and restaurant in Ireland. We have um like the Cross Keys Inn is uh I think it goes back to something like sixteen sixteen fifty four, my memory serves me right. Um, Ireland's oldest thatched pub. It's only 30 minutes from here. We've got Frills's bar and restaurant. Um, they have the uh, fa- the famine pot that was used in the, in the soup kitchen. They actually have the hole in the wall, the stone room that the soup would have been handed out through the wall. And it's it's that's Frills and Swatter. There's so many different things. So what I'm kind of saying is, even from an eating point of view, there's history and there's stories and there's different tours and different things that you can really feel like, wow, this is, we're just not having a meal in a restaurant. We're having a meal in a restaurant where there, like there was a soup kitchen during the famine time. There's just so many different um, things that you can tap into to really fill your time with genuine, authentic Irish history. As soon as you wake up in the morning, it's there. (laughs) Kind of slipping into that that old Ireland and yeah. getting, you know, getting away from the things that are built up and made to, uh, made to attract you or to draw you or to entertain you and just letting Ireland be Ireland. That's exactly right. It's just genuine uh, Aries people inviting you into their surroundings and asking you to join in for a bit of crack for an hour or two and then uh, wish you all the best when you're going. It is. It is um, there's so many parts of it's just so uncommercialized. It's just so welcoming. I think the welcome is, 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 is the massive part of it. And that's what we love here. We, we really love that welcome, that warm welcome. Come on and get a cup of tea, that type of, of thing. And that, that's important to us here. Well, and, you know, speaking of the history of Ireland and the history of place and that warm welcome, you actually have started something new in the last year because I know you weren't doing this when I was there last June, but you are a shepherd. And yes. so your, your farm, there's a lot of sheep and obviously, you know, as Americans, we're kind of mad for sheep. <laughs> and you have created an experience that people can come in and really you're not only seeing sheepdogs at work, but there's more to it. Do you want to tell me a little bit about what you've got going on now? Yeah. Um, basically, what happened was when we started the self-catering home, um, I'll never forget it. The, the second guest we had stay with us was American family from Pennsylvania. and They arrived on the farm and... They were just blown away by the views and we were like, that's fantastic. There's a great response. Um, they started to talk about the farming and, and, and who I was and long I was here. So I was telling them I'm a fourth generation shepherd to, to sort of work these lands here and be here. 
and they said, this is fantastic and we love the sheep and I just happened to say to them would you like to see the sheep up a little closer and they looked at me like we'd love to but how and I said I'll get the dog to gather them up so I whistled the dog and up and I sort of joked with the dog right Moss need you to jump in here and gather these sheep for for our lovely guests and he jumped the wire and took the sheep up to the wire and I, I think when I saw the expression on their face and, and, and just the fun and the motion and the crack and, and just that, what they, what I saw them experience, that, that was the start of it for me. That's, that's what made me um, a year later think, right, I really want to do this. I want to open up my doors to uh, international visitors, visitors and share what we do here in the farm. So that's, that's how it was born. Uh, it was kind of a combination of a, a passion for farming and a new passion mm -hmm. for tourism. And it just it just went from there. It went from there. So basically, what happens now is uh, we do two experiences on the farm: a forty-five minute experience where visitors get to see the sheepdogs at work and have a bit of crack with myself and talk about farming and and sort of enjoy the the views and and kind of get a feel for what we do on a, on a daily basis. Uh, and then the second part of the experience is the shear, where we shear off the wool with the traditional hand shears, the way my grandfather would have taught me. And with the electric shears, and they get the CBB lambs and different breeds of sheep, and that's good. I really enjoy it. Really enjoy uh, having people here seeing it. Well, and your experience is very hands-on because if you want to try shearing and you're doing the shearing experience, you're yes. actually going to let people get in there and and give it a shot, which is yeah. kind of intimidating. Yeah. It's, I think that's part of what I'm trying to do here. It's, it's, it's giving people that opportunity to challenge themselves and step forward and try something different. Um, I would have contract sheared around Irmid Australia for over 20 years. sheared thousands and thousands, more sheep than I would like to remember. Um, but as, as a shear, I'm very comfortable and very confident in the shearing process. So what I would do is I'll shear the yield to a certain point where I can have control the sheep and give them a chance to just to, just to give them that wee tester of how it works and they really love getting that just that hands on and having a wee go type process um i would never hand them a sheep and say there you go work it out it's <laughs> not like that it's, <laughs> it's all in a very safe controlled environment um but it's just to give them that one chance when they're in ireland to try something that they they may not have the opportunity to try anywhere else that particular time and another thing that you do differently, I think, than any place else in Ireland that I've ever seen is that you actually have baby lambs all year round, pretty much. You don't, you don't just lamb in the springtime. No. Again, um, with this experience, we tried our absolute best to give people an all-year farming sheep experience in that time they're with us. So... The I really didn't want someone arriving to us in November and saying, "Oh, pity we missed the lamb and pity we missed the shear." So we've incorporated that um, that experience at any time of year. So we're lambing all year round. Um, the other shepherds are scratching their head, looking at me, thinking, "Do you really want to do that?" But it's it's all part of it's all part of that giving process. That when someone arrives in the farm, when you see how much they appreciate seeing a baby lamb totally out of season, it's, that's enough for me. It's, it's, it's great. It's brilliant. 
there's nothing cuter than a baby lamb. I mean, really, again, like I said, we're mad for those lambs, um, <laughs> you know, cause they just, they're everywhere and they just, you know, they dot the hillside and yeah. yeah, there's just, there's nothing, there's nothing better than cuddling a baby lamb and getting that, you know, that photo op from that, I mean, that's what, yeah. that's your Irish, that's your Irish photo op right there, right? That's, that's right. And the puppy too, there's something about a puppy. Um, a yes. little puppy just sort of scooting about so innocent and and even you can see the cleverness of that early border collie skills coming in you know working around the sheep it's, there's something very special about them them types of things that, that uh, we, we really appreciate and again it's it's great to share it is great to share I, I can barely train my dog to you know sit and she doesn't walk very well at all on a leash she's always trying to pull my arm out so to see how a shepherd and and his dog work together just so seamlessly, I'm I'm just always amazed. That's I think one thing that that will amaze me forever is just that how how well the dog understands their job and takes commands. It just blows me away. Yeah, it's it's sometimes it actually thanks myself uh, as well. Some of the things they do, but, uh, it's it's amazing. They're they're but it's kind of back to that same thing it's um there's a trust and there's a bond that starts off that as that little dog as a pup and you're petting it and you're feeding it and it's walking with you and it's working with you and it's out with you um it's it just grows from there it really does um and it gets to know when you speak a certain way in a certain tone and it's a bit like children <laughs> i say in our house uh when you speak a certain way in a certain tone and you use your whistles in certain ways they get to know you, you it's all about breaking down the language barrier and trust they want to do it like people wonder like they really like running to do it you let them out of the out of the back of the jeep and watch them do you see like they jump through the gate and they're standing looking at me with their tongue out and their head wagging like, <laughs> hey, get, get, tell me tell me what you want me to do quick tell me you know i want to do it i want to do it now so they just love it that's that's their way of um getting something for them it's hard to believe, but when they run and get out of the sheep, that's them doing what they want to do. And it's, it's great. It's great that they're doing it because they want to do it. It's, it's something, it's just an amazing thing to see. So if people are interested in either staying at Glenshane Country House or taking part in the Glenshane Country Farm experiences, what is the best way for them to learn more about it and get in touch with you? The best way is probably through our website. Um, it's www.glenshanecountryfarm.com and our accommodation is there and the farm experience is there. The farm experience is mainly operated through a business-to-business -business process, but for uh, any American that's making contact that wants to come across to see us, they will be super welcomed um, because, again, it's, it's the foundation to why we made that, took that leap of faith and opened our doors to the world, basically, uh, was them experiences I had at the start. And, and every family we've had come since, I've just loved it. So that the, through the website is the, is the best way. Excellent. And I, they and can the just drop you an email. And... Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. And like that too, we're easy to talk to. Um, I'm kind of the person that do, works with the sheepdogs and... and works with the sheep and cleans the dishes and does the brushes of the yard. It's all me. So if someone wants to lift the phone and, and give me a call about, about coming across or seeing us, they're very welcome. 
Excellent. Now, are there any places uh, maybe on social media that that you're active that people can get a little bit of a glimpse of what's going on maybe day to day, week to week? Yes, we are on Facebook with Glenshane Country Farm and Glenshane Country House. And we're on Instagram and Twitter with Glenshane Country Farm. So That's any, any That's a lot of time. <laughs> any crazy photos of the of the dogs doing something funny or the sheep doing something funny we usually I usually captured within that moment as we're working and, and I'll maybe post it later on that night. So that that's, again, we've got really good feedback. Um, even although we're a new business and, and we're, we're only sharing these things a short time, the feedback has been, has been fantastic. Um, and again, we're, we're really proud to be one of the 23 experiences chosen as brand ambassadors for the Embrace the Giant Spirit, which is Northern Ireland's new stamp on the uh, on the country to say we're here too so you've got the ancient east and you've got the wild atlantic way and now we have the embrace the giant spirit and it's, it's fantastic to be one of the one of the brands to be part of that embrace the giant spirit we're really so proud and uh, it's great it's just fantastic they've been so tours in northern ireland so supportive that's incredible to be chosen for that uh, as such a new business that really has to kind of give you the stamp of approval that you're doing something that that is right and is is just it's helps the the whole image of Northern Ireland maybe expand a bit. It does without a shadow of a doubt. I think I think this brand they have been working on it for a number of years and they launched it at the World Travel Market in London in November 2019. I was very lucky to be I think possibly out of all the hundreds of thousands of people about the only shepherd <laughs> standing with the shepherd the shepherd's crook in London um, at the unveiling of it, but uh, fantastically proud to be to be part of it, to be chosen. Um, there's so many fantastic brands that that were chosen uh, alongside us, and again, it's just given Northern Ireland. It even the brand even expresses how much Northern Ireland welcome people from around the world. I think that's that even in itself, it's saying. Come to us, see what we have. We know we'll we'll wow you before you go home. And and I, and seeing what is on on our doorstep, it is fantastic. It is fantastic. And you're only an hour, a couple of hours down the road to to other parts of Ireland too. It's not like when you come here, you you can't go anywhere else. Like three or four hours will take you any direction through Ireland. Um, like we're only we're only two and a half hours from Dublin, right. my house. So like it's it's we're all very close. Just don't cut Northern Ireland short. It's, it's all I have to say. Give it, yeah, give it yeah, more yeah. time than you think you should. So, Jamesy, we've talked a lot about your area and we've talked a lot about um, what makes it so special. But if people were coming to visit Northern Ireland um, or even to stay with you, and they ask for your input on their itinerary. What three places would you say they must make sure they need to add to it? You'll need a car to reach some of these recommended destinations. So I'm excited to partner with irishcarrentals.com to provide an unbeatable quote on your car rental in Ireland. Be sure to use code IFV for Ireland Family Vacations in the Promotions box to save an extra 10%. Now, 
Here come those recommended destinations. Oh my I know, God. it's such a hard question. <laughs> three. You've narrowed it down to three. Um, okay. Um, there's just so many. There's just so many. Again, it depends, I suppose, what people are into. I, the three things, three of the things that I that I like. Um, there's a girl that runs a bakehouse, as I mentioned already, Rona Rona Duffin, uh, the bakehouse. I just think what she's doing is really special. Um, and there's another woman. Uh, that Tracy Jeffers runs a, a, like a bacon tea by DJ too. It's, it's just fantastic that getting into a kitchen and, and making the scones and, and just that just takes you right back to, it takes me back to whenever I seen my granny making scones in, in the house. And I think that's why it, it just brings you back to the, to the old Ireland. But with Brona in the bakehouse, that's, she does that. So that that's, that's great. Um, embrace tours. Q, uh, Q McCloy talks about the, the giants and the, the stone circles and that uh, sort of mythological type sort of trail of thought of fairies and giants and things and, and it's, 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 really, it's really interesting as well because again it, you're standing up at the stones and it just takes you back in time you're like you know wow I guess it's, I, I lived here and some of the things I've, I've hardly even heard of so it's so untouched um, Dalrida Kingdom Tours run a, a fantastic, uh, a fantastic Beyond the Bridge experience where it takes you down to Carrickerite Road Bridge, mm-hmm. and you get to the other side of the road bridge down into the wee cottage where the actual fishermen would have come up from fishing. And again, when you're sitting in that wee room, you just feel like, wow, you know, this is so untouched, so so untouched. So that that would be three things. That I that I like, um, but I could name so many. <laughs> I could go on and on. There's there's there is so many, um, and the same as that. If anyone's coming to stay with us, um, we would give them the options, and we find certain people like certain things, and they start to kind of dissect what they like and where they'd like to go. Um, but usually before the weeks up, the weeks out. They've been around them all. <laughs> they just like they just keep going deeper and deeper and seeing more and more. So it's great. It's great to have that uh, versatility and different opportunities. There really is so much on offer uh, right there in the heart of Northern Ireland and obviously out from there. So as always, I am going to have links to everything that Jamesy and I talked about, as well as links to the Glenchain Country farm website so you can very easily take a look and see the country house as well as the shepherd experience with the sheep because that looks just phenomenal. So Jamesy, I want to thank you for taking the time with me today. I know that we are closing in on evening in Ireland and and it's just been great to hear about everything you have going on there. Oh no! Thank you, thank you very much for for uh, for giving me the chance to to speak to your lovely listeners. Um, again, it's for us here and our community. It's it's the warm welcome. Um, the first thing anyone gets when they come here is a cup of tea. <laughs> so uh, no, we look forward to seeing anyone. And uh, again, anyone that wants to make contact or has any queries, please call. There's there you're more than welcome. 
Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Traveling in Ireland podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave a five-star review at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Android. If you can't leave a review on your podcast app, leave a review on the Ireland Family Vacations Facebook page or take a screenshot and tag me at Ireland Family Vacations on Instagram with a few kind words. Any questions or comments? Email me, Jody at IrelandFamilyVacations.com. And until next time, Slangafol. Thank you.